Welcome to the Garden of Belonging, a podcast exploring the things that help us belong to ourselves and the things that get in our way. I'm your host, Kim K. Gray, a life coach for good girls and people pleasers, dedicated to helping them know, trust, and courageously share their voices. In this podcast, we will explore topics such as self-knowledge, self-trust, self-acceptance, and self-expression. The world needs our unique gifts. It's time we connect with our inner voice and show up fully as ourselves. Welcome back to the Garden of Belonging podcast. Today, I hope you will enjoy my conversation with Andrea Arledge. Andrea left a 16-year nursing job on a mission to do healthcare differently. As a result, she has helped hundreds of women heal themselves and to create their own businesses by creating a healthy mindset so they heal and become the healer themselves. Andrea, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for inviting me, Callum. I'm excited. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. So this season, we're talking all about honoring ourselves. And I wonder, what does that mean to you? And how does that show up in your life? Oh, immediately, I was like, oh, it's the ritual. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I've had to really do a lot of that lately. Um, you know, we were saying just before we hit the record button was, really paying attention to the ritual in my life daily um, and honoring myself. So, so this is how I do it. If you you know want to know is that mm-hmm. every day I start off with a meditation and I just run source energy through my body to, for that connection, to remember my divine self and, and to try to like move out any kind of fear or anything like that, that's sitting in my body And so there's a couple of different practices, even letting it, you know, if there's a density sitting in my body, letting it go out through my grounding cord. Mm. And that's a powerful practice. And so that feels like honoring myself in the best way right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in the situation we're in right now with the pandemic and political unrest and everything, it just feels like that is such an important peace, that grounding into ourselves, releasing what is not ours to hold. Um, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah, releasing what is not ours to hold and, and, oh uh, yeah, the, the empathy conversation can certainly come into that and some, you know, we can have empathy, but not take it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not take it on. Yeah. yeah. So you, talked about this, what honoring yourself looks like on a daily basis. How do you balance sort of short-term efforts for your daily practice of honoring yourself with longer-term efforts of, um, you know, honoring yourself over the long-term? How do I balance that? You know, I, I, I tend to, this is just me being the rebel that I am. I, I tend to go away from that word balance mm. and reach more for harmony because in my and this is what i learned from yoga teacher training was that yes we want balance but it it felt in my body that it was a little bit unattainable so mm-hmm. it, it felt like it just it lowered an expectation for me to go oh well i can be more in flow with life in the long term by being more fluid and really going with things and instead of reaching for, because I'm such a perfectionist 
it felt like perfection if I'm mm-hmm. completely honest. And yeah. so if I, I just was like, okay, reach for harmony, Andrea, because things aren't going to be, you know, all unicorns and rainbows if we want to every day. And so it's just finding the fluidity mm-hmm. feels like harmony to me and especially in my body. Yeah. So I hear that sense of sort of flowing with, I'm thinking of like a, you know, on the playground, a teeter totter and, you know, and like, you're right. You know, we can never get to that stable point. And in fact, like kids don't go there to sit there and find the stable point, right? (laughs) Like they're like playing in the ups and downs and we kind of have to do that too, is flow with that ups, those ups and downs and find that joy and harmony in it. So yeah, thank you for being that Absolutely. rebel and sharing that. I, I was like, yeah, balance is like a four letter word to me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate that because I, I feel a lot of that with a lot of things as well, like where I just want to honor our humanity and the, the truth and the reality of that it's ups and downs and we can't all achieve perfect peace. You know, I know you have struggles with some health things and I do as well. And for us, I think it can be, you know, there can be a lot of judgment that, um, you know, we can't get to full healing or whatever, but it just looks different for us. It just looks different in finding that flow and that, and that balance. Um, Total. Oh, that is a conversation about, you know, um, one of my huge realizations and I won't go off on a tangent, but you know, the difference in between being healed and being cured and things like that, mm. we can, we can tend, tend to our minds. That's how I, how I've been finding harmony is really tending to my mind and not giving away a lot of the, that power to these health issues, you know, that, um, are in, in my body mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just, coming back to my center mm-hmm. helps me um, to realize that part of me that can be healed in my mind. It doesn't mean I'll be cured, mm-hmm. but I still hold that miracle consciousness too. that. Hey, sure. there, are, there are cures coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you do a lot of work with numerology and energy healing and how do you find that supports you and your clients in honoring yourselves? Oh God. Oh, I love this question. Okay. So in numerology every day, um, I tune into the daily energy. I just, you, you simply take the date and you calculate all those numbers until you whittle it down to one number. And so like today we're in a five energy day. Um, you know, as we're recording this, we're in a five energy day in a five year in a five energy year. And so whenever you start to tune in and, and it's funny because I'll, I'll notice people who aren't even like, they don't even know anything about numerology and they feel the energy mm-hmm. of the day. And so the five, um, is very much about change. And so it could be amplified today and maybe feeling some amplifications <laughs> of the, the change energy that's in the air, but the, um, but that does help them by, and it helps them coming back to their center, honestly, by going, Oh, that's in the collective. It's not necessarily mine. And so I try to share to, um, to be on the high side of numbers instead of, because there's always, you know, we live in a, in a dualistic world. So there's always a high side and a low side of things. And um, so really what I try to remember is that we speak things into being. And so as I speak about these things, I try to speak about it on the high side 
so that we can stay there, even mm-hmm. though things don't feel always like I'm saying like positive or anything like that. Cause I, I can't preach fake positivity. Or yep. <laughs> no. So um, that does help. That helps me and that helps them too. Um, and then the energy work, it, it goes back to really releasing the, the dense emotions that can get trapped in our bodies. And, and I have, you know, I'll always be fully transparent. I've had to really practice what we said in the very beginning about that, um, with that, that taproot, that cord and really letting the density leave my body. And, and I teach that, you know, constantly. I had, I had a student just reach out to me and she's like, oh my God, I just now went through the course that I did in November. And she's like, I'm just getting to it. And why did I not do this sooner? <laughs> Move this out of me sooner. And, I, and it was just nice to hear, you know, mm-hmm. we can go back to those practices all the time and they work, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, that word practice just jumped out at me because it really is the, a practice of like coming back to it on a regular basis. And that ritual, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, because as soon as we get out of that practice is when we start to lose touch with that, um, with ourselves and the honoring that we need in the moment. Yeah. I call it, that's when I start to spiral down, Mm. you know, I'll start to spiral down if I, and then I'm like, yeah, Andrew, you're not doing your daily ritual. And it, it becomes, um, like, I know some people don't understand the difference between like habits and rituals and things like that. But, um, you know, the difference is presence, Mm. giving our presence to it and being there. Like, the word devotion came to came oh. to me in the, when you were saying that. Yes, that idea of presence and um, like honoring the sacredness of it, right? Not like just okay, I'm here, I'm doing it, but um, just really I'm doing feel- it with with intention, with like I, I'm here, I'm showing up for myself, even if there's pain, mm-hmm. you know, and in honoring the pain. What, what, what does that want to tell me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that right there is one of my questions as well is like, how, how can we honor those pains, you know, and what does that, what does that look like for you? So, okay. So whenever I'm feeling, especially with an emotional pain, I just had to do this last week. I, I really invited grief to the table. Oh, I gotta have tears <laughs> and, and, and try to have this dialogue with it. And it's in a, um, in a journey space. So in a, in a meditative space and inviting the energy of grief, like, what do you want to show me? Mm. And, and what does that mean to me? It's very personal for everybody, you know, but really inviting the emotions as though, you know, they were a separate entity or a separate consciousness that in, in having the conversation with, with that and, with whatever emotion that it is. Um, why is it in my body? Why am I feeling this? Or what, what lesson do you have to teach me? And I do believe that, um, and I learned this from my holistic, because um, I, I did a holistic certification after I left my nursing career. And he was sharing with us, my teacher, um, 
you know, about always finding the good and how in, in his mother's dying process, how she was all, she would still just find the good, mm. you know? And so that's really been kind of my walk through my journey with, with type one diabetes specifically mm. is to, to honor, you know, what, what is good? What, what is this, you know, what, what is this trying to teach me? And, and you know what the greatest thing I think that um, type one diabetes has, has really taught me energetically, you know, is the sweetness of life mm. and that there, there really is like this abundance of sweetness when we focus on that instead of focusing too on the pain. Um, because yes, it's there and it wants to be honored, but it doesn't, I think there comes a time when in our devotion, right? In our commitment to ourself and to our own healing, again, it doesn't mean curing necessarily, but that we can commit and we can make the decision that we're not going to sit in that pain necessarily all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and if there, I mean, I, I feel like there's a difference though between like a physical pain and I don't, I don't, I've never had chronic pain or anything like that. So I, I try to be really mindful about things that I've experienced so that I can talk about them and things that I, I necessarily haven't experienced because I feel like we can harm people if mm-hmm. we're trying to tell them to be a certain way when it, it's, it doesn't feel attainable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep, um, absolutely. So, Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that answers that question. I, yeah. What I like what you said about welcoming and, and it feels like there's a real difference between that sort of welcoming energy and the like wallowing energy, right? Like when you sit with that pain and it just gets stuck there. Um, but like just being with it in a sort of like loving and accepting way, I mean, that's, that's big for me of just like anything. My big thing is like, how can I love and accept this and like welcome it in and let it move through me and um, let it teach me what it needs to teach me. And yeah, because every, everything wants to be loved. That's the greatest energy that there is. We know this, you know, and, um, and throwing some love on it. It's like, throw some glitter at it, throw some love at it. (laughs) It's not always that easy, but if we can welcome it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions that I got from my community when I asked them what they wanted to know about honoring themselves um, was like, okay, what are the sort of like low cost and budget ways that I can honor myself? I think there's this real industry of like self-care that's like, well, you need to buy the masks and you need to go get a massage and you need to like, you know, pay money for all these things. So what, what tips do you have for free or low cost? Like low cost. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it simple because in my journey, Um, and this was when I was still in my nursing career. Like I came to my mat, I came to yoga on YouTube. There's this girl called, um, like yoga with Adrian. Yeah. She's doing her her. like challenge right now. She always does like a 30 day challenge in January. So there you go. I didn't know that. So I I love yoga with Adrian and that's what got me into yoga. And I I loved her personality too. So, um, so I think just, and you don't even need a mat. Like you literally don't even need a mat. You can just do it on your floor. And even um, like, I love to sway my hips. Talk about trapped emotions. And especially with women, we keep so many dense emotions in our, in our, like our womb space, in mm-hmm. our sacral um, area. And so just, you know, dancing around the house, like putting out some music, music will shift things like nobody's business. 
Um, and so if you're, you know, Epsom salt baths, I mean, mm. you know, you can, that's what I'm saying, like keeping it simple, going outside. I've literally have done this like going outside because I have pine trees and gotten pine needles and things like that to put in my bath too, because they're so grounding. Oh, yeah. Of course, now I learned the hard way that you have to like wrap it in a tea bag or else you're going to have all these like, <laughs> you don't want to clog your drain. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> and rose, rose petals. <laughs> so, but I think things like that, lighting a candle is like, oh, I'm bringing presents to this space mm. right now. Um, I love to, I'm a big um, crystal lover, of course. So I've always, I have my rocks like all around me too. And so, you know, there's just different ways um, to, to do that. But the just top of mind, those are really inexpensive ways that you can bring so much presence to yourself and really start tending to that relationship um, with your body. Yeah. With yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So simple, so easy, many of them free. When you said like go outside, the other thing I thought of was just like being Going outside, outside. <laughs> put your feet on the ground, like put your bare feet on the ground. Oh, I love that you said that because I have, especially this summer now to, it's, I live in South Carolina, as you well know, and it's snowing here today. Of course, that's oh, a big well. deal in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I would literally like this summer, I would go outside and just lay my whole body on the ground, mm. like fire ants and all. It was, <laughs> I was just lying there and just like, even um, that's a great practice, like giving back all of the dense energy with a visualization, giving it back to the earth, like giving it back to Gaia. Like she's there to hold that, you know, for us. So um, I love that you said that. And yeah, your bare feet. Yes. Mm. I also have like, I, we have these big, tall evergreens, you know, we're the evergreen state here in Washington. Yeah. And so we have these big, tall evergreens in our yard. And like, you know, if I'm feeling like, like our yard is pretty much mud right now because it's <laughs> rainy season here. Yeah. So I don't always feel like I want to put my bare feet in the mud, <laughs> but I just like walk out and I just put my hands on the trees, on a tree. you know, mm-hmm. just just feels so hug grounding. a tree. I hug know. A tree. I, you know, I mean, that used to be so cliche and I'm like, yeah, we're Gen Xers, man. I mean, go hug your tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, what does honoring your joys look like for you and how do you navigate that when you're around people who may be experiencing pain? That's a tough one. Mm-hmm you know, especially with COVID right now, like, you know, that we're living in a, in a pandemic. I mean, I won't lie. Like it's been, um, honoring my joys. Let me think about that for a minute. How do I honor my joys? It's just, you know, I try not to stay in a state. Um, I try not to bypass number one, where, where I am, Mm -hmm. even if it's not joyful. And that, that is huge for me. Like I, said a little while ago, but the, and when I am feeling joyful, I, it's like, I get my journal out. I've noticed that I've started doing this even more, getting my journal out and writing down. So it's like the remembrance, remember this, remember this. When you want to forget, remember this, which reminds me too of, um, so I work with a lot of plant medicine and the energetics of plant. So I, and every day I put rosemary on the top, like right here on the top of my head, it's called the Dumai area. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, rem- it does literally help lift my mood. Mm-hmm. And so in music and things like that too, just helping me remember 
remember and going back into my journal, I'm telling you flipping through those pages, especially lately. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I used to not be a big journal. Like I was like, Oh my God, whatever. That's cliche. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. But, um, but now I am all about my journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people that do like gratitude, have a gratitude mm-hmm. journal. And mm-hmm. that seems similar to what you're doing there, which is just like capturing those positive moments that you can sort of go back. Yeah. And there's another great practice too that, that will help me remember. And as a matter of fact, I had only gotten to like 50, but there's a list of like, if you make a list of a hundred, like a hundred possibilities, it can be a little hard to go, Oh my God, here's a hundred possibilities. But I think that if we keep our mindset too, whenever we may spiral, um, but whenever you come back, and staying in possibility right now is so important because I do believe that we we get to visualize, we get to create our reality going forward. Um, we're not powerless, you know. So I think remembering those joyful times, staying in possibility, going back if you forget. Yeah, I think that remembering is important. Like for me, I'm noticing that that helps me get through. So I struggle with anxiety and I have these cycles. And when I get into that sort of down cycle, it helps me to remember that like, okay, remember like two weeks ago when you were experiencing that joy, like this is not forever. It feels like it's going to be forever, but it's not forever. And that that remembering just helps me like get through and like, stay out of that sort of rumination of like mm-hmm. wallowing and this is going to be forever. So. Yeah. You definitely need a pattern interrupter and two, you know, there's a lot. Okay. So in, in the collective right now, there's this big energy around belonging. So mm-hmm. I love that the name of it's the garden of belong. I mean, hello, <laughs> people need to know that they belong. And um, so having somebody that you can even reach out to and go, Hey, and, and I, I've, I've told you, like, help me process this. Mm-hmm. Like, so right now, ha- having support, if you have the luxury of having support, reach out. Yeah. Reach out to your friends, to your family, somebody that can help, under, help you know, help you remember mm-hmm. if you're really struggling, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm be so brave. grateful. Yeah. I would be say. brave. Say the thing. There is, this is one thing that I'm seeing that people are, can we talk about that for just a minute about the yeah. positivity thing? Yeah. Um, because I, I think that a lot of people are thinking, especially people that hold spaces and I'm somebody that holds space, like a lot of space for people. And I think that if we can show up and be just real and, and if we're feeling whatever we're feeling, we're not alone. I mean, Mm -hmm. clearly we are not alone. So the more vulnerable I've been with my, um, with the people that I serve, they are so appreciative of that. Like, you know, not pretending that I'm okay when I'm not okay, you know, and and, and like this thing about, well, you're going to be low vibration. No, you're not actually. Yeah. You know, it's welcoming. You know, I think we have this idea that we, that people who serve us are supposed to have it all together and like, you know, always be positive and be under control and everything. But I don't know, like for me personally, when I see a leader show up in their vulnerability, I feel 
like my humanity matters. Like I feel like it's okay for me. Like if they can be vulnerable, then I can be vulnerable and I need to be. I know. So because the more, the more we stuff this down, the more we're going to make ourselves sick. I mean, that brings tears to my eyes. Like, because you know that that leader is only harming themselves when they do that. Yeah. Uh, And probably harming other people because. Well, totally. I mean, you see what our leaders, (laughs) (laughs) what happens to leaders who hold things in and don't deal with their stuff. Yeah. It just, yeah. So. Sorry if that took us off. Yeah, no, that was a a perfect tangent. Like I am all about (laughs) talking about being real and vulnerable and not toxically positive like yeah. I'm yes I'm, I'm a big yes to that so thank you for bringing it up <laughs> awesome awesome um so what if honoring yourself means doing something uncomfortable or making someone else uncomfortable how do you approach that well it's I call them and this is where my nursing um like I was a nursing supervisor for seven years and this is where I see my nursing um because I used to think that I was like nurse ratchet, but no, it's, it's about boundaries really, you know, and honoring yourself. And I call them, if we can make a mind, like a little mind shift to go, you know what, this is a courageous conversation. Mm-hmm. So having courageous conversations with people and you, in my experience, I've been really surprised at whenever I come to this with, with empathy and, and just honesty and not saying it to where somebody's going to get on the defensive or anything like that, that people are so willing to honor your boundaries. And if they're not, they're probably the ones that were, what's the word I want to use? Like not respecting you. Yeah. Maybe they're not for you. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it is, so boundaries and have, and, and just, again, making the shift to go, you know what, I, I'm honoring myself by, by setting bound, I mean, boundaries was the first word that came out for yeah. me when you, when you asked me that. Yeah. Uh, what I hear from you though, is a sense of like, I'm holding fast to my boundaries, but I'm still able to show compassion and empathy and understanding for the other person. Absolutely. You know, it's not because I think there's a, like, there's a big, like right now with, with the unity that we, I mean, I, that's what, that's the vision I'm holding for, for our country, for our world is to come into more unity is that we need to start opening conversations between people that don't think like us and think that's the only way that we're going to move forward, but it takes two, you know, it does, it takes both sides being open to, to listening, both people or who, you know, whoever we're talking about, whatever scenario you're in, it doesn't matter. Right. But sometimes we are able to show that empathy and compassion and willingness to listen, it will soften people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to recommend a really awesome book um, called See No Stranger by Valerie Carr, K-A-U-R. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, She, she just has like a really amazing approach to this kind of thing of like speaking with difference and relating to difference and, um, in a way that I feel like holds boundaries and protects self, but also brings openness to um, to the other. Yeah. Um, she's 
within the Sikh community. And so there's a lot about like 9-11 and the Sikh community and how um, they were targeted and treated because of 9-11 and like being thought of as terrorists. And so just like this whole sort of research um, and experience that she goes through along with like a personal experience that she navigates where she confronts her abuser and things. So um, oh, I'm going to have to really read good that book. book because it's so funny that you say the six, because when I was studying um, world religion, I was like, if I, I would be a six. I mean, they're like the most peaceful. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, okay. I, that nothing happens by, by chance. So I'll, I'll look that book up. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Um, is there anyone whose work has been especially supportive to you in honoring yourself that you want to give a shout out to? Um, my mentor, Joy Kingsborough, has, has shown me a lot. Um, and then it, my teacher, my, my holistic nutrition teacher, um, his name is Hanale Eyal. I hope, I hope I'm not. We call him Dr. H. He's with the Energetic Health Institute. Um, and I love that man. <laughs> he just, he, he, I don't know. But, and then Joy Kingsborough, definitely. Um, so, yeah, they've really helped me on my path. Um, there's probably a million. I mean, I've been doing this for so long, but that's top of mind for me right now. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else about honoring ourselves that you feel like needs to be shared? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) I like to do it. Um, it, No, I mean, really, if, especially when you start to spiral down and because we're in this winter time, we're in the season, it's the perfect time to do it. I mean, even, you know, if we're feeling into the collective season that we're in, um, it, it is that time to go inward. And, and that is such a great way to honor yourself. And, and again, tending to your relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> Just start. Like, even if you don't know what that means, go get in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> with a candle. Yeah. And play, you know, like try Mm-hmm. play oh my gosh that's what that actually if we can end on this um it, on this note is um you know as a numerologist tapping into a five energy year um there's it's all about change and things like that and to help help change even your perspective or help you come into your body and things like that it is going with the playfulness we have been so cooped up right? Mm-hmm. For all of 2020, if I like. Um, and so play is a very big thing. So I, I love that you said that. That is the thing is to have more fun. That will shift energy bigger than any, I mean, like really quick, really quickly. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. And if you play. come at things with like a playful energy, there's not this like, this weight of connecting to the outcome like a particular outcome that needs to happen it's just this like we're gonna play with this and see how it goes and if it doesn't work we're gonna play with it in a different way yep and that's the fluidity that's the harmony yeah yeah Yeah. i love it we just came full circle (laughs) i know this is so wonderful so So do it play thank you for being with me absolutely thank you kim Thank you for joining me in the Garden of Belonging. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any others. And if you leave a review, it really helps it reach and support more people. 
If you'd like to explore these topics more deeply, join me in the Garden of Belonging community. There's a link in the show notes for more information about that. Until next time, take care of you. Music in this episode by Dan O. Songs. <laughs>